This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi, I'm Taryn Winterbrill, host of Bestseller TV on C-Suite Radio. On this show, I sit down with leading business authors to find out what makes their books stand out from the crowd. With thousands of new business books and titles being published each year, we try to make it just a little bit easier for you to decide which ones are worth the read. Thanks for listening. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Bestseller TV. I'm Taryn Winterbrill. We're here with Mark Victor Hansen and Crystal Dwyer Hansen. They are the authors of Ask, the bridge from your dreams to your destiny. It's great to have you with us. We're honored and thankful. We think the world of bestseller. We want everybody to be massively good readers, and my wife would like to say Yeah, happy to be here with you, Taryn. Likewise. Yeah, well, Zooming, it's, it's an honor to be with you. It's an honor to be Zooming because we really are in the presence of literary titans for everybody out there who doesn't know <laughs> like this. Mark is the uh, co-author of the Chicken Soup for the Soul book series, which I mean, how do you even put that into words? No pun intended, over 500 million copies sold, 254 books in print, plus other books. And um, Crystal, you're an author and entrepreneur in your own right, you know, focusing in the health and wellness space. I love the kiss on the shoulder. So sweet. So together, you guys are really a force. Um, so it's just, again, it's an honor to be with you. Thank, Thank you. you. Happy to do it. So correct me if I'm wrong. This is the first time you guys decided to collaborate on a book, correct? That's right. This is our first co-authored book. So it was quite an adventure for us. Yeah, I'd imagine it's exciting. So tell us about the genesis. Why, why now? Why co-author now and why this topic? Well, we've been blessed, as you know, to travel around to 80 countries around the world, talk to 7 million people. We meet great people that are educated, professional, got a good attitude, wonderful. But the difference between little success and vast success is one thing only, and that is they have the ability to ask. And when we sat down and said, wait a second, how do we overcome every one of the problems we've got, every one of the adversities and turn it into advantage? One thing and one thing only kept showing up, and that was asking. And we said, look, if we've asked, Let's just write everything we know, and we did, and then we checked out all the university research at Harvard and Cambridge and all that, and it showed up the same. And then we interviewed the 26 best askers, which we now call master askers, and voila, we had a great book, and the publisher said, let's rock it. So it has been wonderful, and it's helping so many people at depth. But how, in terms of the journey of working together, how is that different from working apart. I mean, I assume there's a lot of asking going on between the two of you. <laughs> Good one, Taryn. Yeah. No, it was interesting because we didn't know how it was going to go. Obviously, we'd never done it before. And so it sort of fell into place kind of magically. Um, Mark and I, you know, we discussed um, the bigger points of the book and, and discussed the framework, agreed on a framework. And then we both kind of fell into our lanes pretty easily. Um, just started doing, you know, um, sort of our own buckets of writing in the areas where we feel like, you know, areas that are our specialty, um, respectively. And um, and then put that all together, you know, in, in the form that we had created. And um, I tend to be the final editor of everything, you know, kind of lacing and weaving the whole thing. Um, so it was really fun. Um, 
it actually went so much better than I thought it would. I mean, I knew I wasn't intimidated by it, but I just wasn't sure because we'd never done it before. So it was, I think we had a lot of fun. It really sure. just worked. Yeah. And Mark, what do you think? What, what were your thoughts on the process? Not only did I love every minute of it, and then what happened is that all of a sudden the book's coming out April 28th, and a publisher called up and said, oh, because of COVID, uh, do you want to push it back? And I said, no, 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 no. I always have taken adversity and turned it into advantage. When I went bankrupt in 1974, I asked my way out of it, and I, I went forward. Uh, every time in my life that we've had something trying to withhold us, like when, uh, when we were selling 20,000 copies a week, at uh, in the bookstores, they the New York Times wouldn't publish this. So I called up the lady and I said, "Why aren't you putting us on? We're selling more than anybody." She says, "You are a multi-authored book." I said, "Wait, wait, wait! You don't take multi-authored books?" She says, "No, at New York Times, we do not multi-author book." I said, "You're sure?" She said, "I'm positive." I said, "Lady, you got Bible in there, and that's got 66 authors, and we do maps at 720. So, are you sure?" She said, "You're in next week, boy." <laughs> there you go. Ask and thee shall receive, exactly. So I mean, I'm just curious, so when you look at your backgrounds, I mean, the secret to your success, in terms, like who fostered your ability and your penchant to ask and that comfort level? Was that something that both of you learned? Um, was, it, was it something that was innate? I mean, what do you say to people who say, I'm just not an, a natural, you know, asker, I'm not a naturally curious person, I'm better, I, I, you know, I, le I leave that to other people. I mean, is this something that can be taught? You know, I think so. And honestly, I think most people have just forgotten, even those who consider themselves to not be good askers. I think it's just um, they've lost their ability to ask because truly all of us are born as children being excellent askers. Okay, we come into this world wanting to know who, what, when, where, why, right? And we also want to ask for more, more, more. That is our natural human spirit. It's normal. It's wonderful. It's beautiful. But what happens over time is you know, with lives between parents and teachers and, you know, don't ask me any more questions, only ask if you're called upon, you, you know, then you go to work and it's like, maybe your opinion's not valued, just do what, what you're told, don't ask questions. And over time, just through basic life's rejection, people get shut down. And sort of that spirit of asking gets crushed out of them. And that's what Mark and I wanted, why we wanted to bring this message to the world. Because it's so important for each of us to become a master asker. Asking is truly the only thing that has the ability, it's the only mechanism that has the ability to reveal what's hidden in our lives. And that yeah. is powerful. Yeah. What And what do you think of Mark? I mean, what, in terms of when you look at your background and your childhood, who, you know, your curiosity and your, your ability to ask, where did that come from for you? Because you asked about childhood, when I'm nine years old, I desperately want a bicycle and I kept asking my parents, but I'm not beating on my parents, they're absolutely loving, but they had no money. I mean, I wore the same pair of blue jeans, uh, you know, I, I had them on Monday, washed them on Wednesday and got to wear them again on Thursday. So I, I said, I'm, I'm going to get rich and I'm going to learn how to do this. But I'm reading Boy Scout Life magazine. And I wanted a bicycle. I had a picture on the wall next to me at nine and my dad couldn't afford it. I didn't understand. In today's dollars, a, a trek is $4,750. That's the kind of bike I wanted. There's a different name then. But I, he said, I said, can I have it if I earn it myself? He said, look, you're not going to earn that much money, but go for it. And I read Boy Scout Life and said you could sell greeting cards on consignment. My mother was a great saleswoman and a superstar storyteller. If I got it, I got it from mommy, uh, that part of it. <laughs> and dad taught me how to do business. But I knocked on old neighbor's doors. I said, I'm earning my own bicycle turn. Would you like to invest in one box of Christmas cards or two? What would you do said? 
I don't know. <laughs> you would have taken two. Remember, I'm a nine-year-old little kid <laughs> freezing right. out in the snow, okay. right? And I sold more than anyone. And then 30 years later, the same company came back, and I was the biggest in American greeting cards sold 897,000 bucks. Uh, cards that Jack and I wrote. I wow. wrote Jack edited on those, but that was great. It was fun to do all that. So it, it started for you. It really did start at a young age, and it just became literally natural, natural for you. I don't know. It, it allowed me to handle rejection, and now I teach rejection is handled with one clean four-letter word: N E X T. Next. Mm -hmm. Next. Th thank you. Next has <laughs> uh, become very popular. You know, it's something. Something. There's so much that stuck out to me. Um, you know, in the book because it is so comprehensive. Because when I got the title, I thought to myself, you know, your dreams to your destiny is that professional destiny, is that personal destiny, is that health destiny? And then it was in terms of then I was thinking, and they're, are they going to teach you how to ask once you decide which destiny you want? And you really you cover it all. And what I love about the book is. You, when you look how it's organized, you really can pinpoint and find, you know, oh, that speaks to me. Because as I was looking through the table of contents, there were so many, high five. <laughs> I don't know if that was one of the goals, but there were so many things where it's like, oh, that speaks to me, that speaks to me. And I read those first and, you know, and just kind of, and then and then mixed and matched. But there, there truly were so many things that stuck out. One of the things was how you have um, little anecdotes. You have Everett's story, Mark, you know, Margot Danley's story, um, all these stories that kind of just add a personal touch. Um, one I wanted you guys to share, which I really think sort of sets the tone for the book, is Everett's story. Because, you know, what happened there really kind of says it all in terms of, you know, you, what your message is. Exactly. And we, we love just that that happened when we were considering writing this book was really so magical for us. But we were um, spending Christmas in Hawaii. We, we spent the first part with our family and then go on vacation. And... Um, Everett for Christmas had gotten this little gizmo watch, which Mark calls Well, first tell everybody who's Everett. Okay, so our grandson Everett, six years right. old. Yes. Um, He's the grandson, right. So he was so excited because it allowed him, he thinks cell phones are so cool, but he, he, got, he was allowed to call like six people, us, his other grandparents, and his parents, so to keep him safe. So he was really excited about this thing. So we're walking along by the beach one day, and Mark gets this call and says, you know, Everett's gizmo watch, and he picks it up. Hi, buddy. How are you doing? And um, do you want to tell him the conversation? I think you should, honey, because it was so cute between the two of them. It was just delightful. So I said, Everett, it's Grampy. What do you want? He says, I've got to talk to you. I said, where are you? He said, I'm hiding in the closet because this is really important. It's a secret. Is that okay? I said, you can talk to me about anything forever for the rest of your life, son. 24 hours a day. There's never going to be a stoppage between you and Mimi is the name she goes by and myself. What is it? He says, do you know those books you write, The Chicken Soup? I said, yes, sir. He said, are you still writing books? I said, yes, sir. He said, Rampy, can I write the next book with you guys? <laughs> I mean, what are you going to say to a six-year-old who's, a this kid's precocious, he's adorable, he's handsome. He's got everything that it takes to be an absolute superstar in multiplicity of ways. He's a polymath already. Yeah. Well, it yeah. was simply because he was so earnest about it, you know? Yep unabashed in his asking, you know, he really was ready to write this book with us. So we thought, how beautiful, you know, we can right. say, yes, this is the perfect beginning to our book to, to remind everybody that this is what we do when we're young. And we need to come back to that part of ourselves that's unafraid um, to ask for everything we want. And everybody can hand off the torch. That's what we're teaching. We want everybody to wake up to the wonder inside by just learning the majesty of asking because it illuminates, it gives solutions 
And you, if you're asking in the right way, you're going to get the right result right here and right now. That's the good news. Right. Yeah. I also wanted to say, Taryn, one thing I think is really important um, for the for the listeners to, to know is that we discovered there are actually three channels to asking, and they're all equally important. And those are ask yourself, ask others, and ask God. It's not always just about asking people for things, you know. It's a journey, and part of that, it starts with yourself. It's that ask yourself part, and that's the reflective journey. And um, especially at this time, you know, we find that people are really needing to take that time with themselves to because everything's changed in the world. And so really asking yourself, what's next? What, you know, we say there are three critical phases to asking um, yourself, and those are, where am I now? And all the little questions that come underneath that, you know, what's working, what's not, what do I really want to be doing? What's, you know, what yeah. lights me up? And where the second critical phase is, where do I want to be? Right. right. Because a lot of us never take that time to ask ourselves, like, what do I really want? And then think about your ultimate success and kind of engineer it backwards. And then the final part of that, those critical phases of asking yourself is, what specific action do I need to take to get there? Right. I mean, that was, that was one of my questions. I mean, in, in this age of COVID and this new normal we're all living in, this book seems to be more relevant than ever. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. C-Suite Radio. So that said, are people asking these internal questions more than ever because we are in confinement? Has that been your experience? Right. Everybody wanted time to think it through. And, and the great Socrates said, the unexamined life's not worth living. And what we're saying is, and what we're discovering is that the people, so many people are almost suicidal because they've never had to face themselves. They've never had to be sequestered. So we have one of the great stories in there is by our friend Jim Stobel. And Jim Stobel is about to be a, become a superstar athlete, an NFL player, and he gets recruited and he's there and he takes some medical and the doctor comes back shaking his head and said, kid, there's the worst news I've ever given everyone. In six months, you're going to be totally, absolutely, and forever blind. Oh man, just crushed this guy's spirit. Now he's locked in a sequestered room like ours and this is a telephone and a television and you know a computer and that was it. And he's complaining and his parents said, get on the blind meeting. Well, he goes down there and it changed his life because of a question. He said, I used to love to watch TV and somebody see somebody throw a right hook and I can't see that anymore. And the lady sitting next to him who became his partner, Kathy, said, wait a second, wait a second, we're somebody. And I teach an entrepreneur solves a problem for a great profit. And that's what she did. They said, we'll do it. I said, what do you mean we'll do it? We could make narrative TV. They created something that as a sighted person, you may not know, but it's called narrative TV. 14 million people watch it, pay $10 a month for it. It's a gigantic streaming service for the blind only. 
And then he wrote a book that I wrote the four to an endorsement called The Ultimate Gift, a great book. And I said, this should be a movie. And he said, if I live a hundred years, I'll thank you every day in my prayers because I now, and we put it in our book app, I now write books that I can't read and I now make movies. I made a hundred million on that that I can't watch. So, so out of this adversity, every one of us can learn how to ask. And what we're asking him to do is just like Jim asked Kathy, we're I saying can. you got to buddy up because a lot of people are suicidal mm -hmm. right now. So not only buy one for yourself at Amazon, but buy 10 and give it away to other people that you think are despondent, disconsolate, depressed. Or back when I went bankrupt, I was suicidal. So I respectfully understand the pain that somebody feels if they can't go to work, which is 50 million of America. Right. And, and not only buddy up with one person, but, you know, several people form little book clubs because when you start discussing these things, they really come to life for everybody. So we're encouraging everybody to gather a little bit. I think I think we're hurting by not being with one another, you know, so gather safely. But it's, it is so important to bring your asking journey to life. And that's a beautiful way to do it when you get the book. And everyone can join our book club free. It's called askthebookclub.com. Yeah. And we're going to have a monthly meeting where Chris and I try to help everybody become the masters of asking to do what your question, your question was profound a few minutes ago. Everyone's got a destiny, but it's not really one destiny, it's six destinies. What is your spiritual destiny? What is your financial destiny? What is your emotional destiny? What is your relationship destiny? What is your social, even your community destiny to help out your city, your state, the country, and then if you really make a lot of money and, and, have, and have great thinking ability, the whole world. Well, you know, you took the words out of my mouth, Mark, because I was about to ask you where, where I have to wrap up. I can't believe we're out, of, we're out of time. I have so much more to ask, literally. Um, Let's do another. <laughs> what are you doing tomorrow? Um, <laughs> this is about, you know, the bridge from your dreams to your destiny. So when people say to you both as a couple, what is your destiny? I guess you kind of just gave us the answer. I mean, it's multifaceted, right? So for us, what we've discovered is our destiny unfolds every single day. And that's what happens when you take the asking journey. So every day we wake up asking that question. You know, there are several questions we ask, but some of our favorites are, you know, what is, what is my best expression of myself? God, you know, for, what, did you, what is the best expression for which you made me? You know, how can I best, how do I do my best work today? How do I make the most impact today? And it, we find that if we wake up every day, realigning ourselves with our, our highest purpose, that it's amazing how, you know, that gives us a clear pathway to what we should be doing. And there are always fun new surprises. If you're, if you're willing and able to do that, everybody can do it. Everyone's able to do that. It's just, are we willing to take that time with ourselves? Shut off your cell phone, shut off all of your alerts and your pings and your notifications. Cause honestly, those are just distracting you from you. Those are distracting you from your destiny. So we're really saying, take that time with you. That's, this is where it's all created. Yeah. And, and finally, my, my final question, I'm curious when, you know, when you take on a topic like this, that's so massive, um, it can lead you in so many different directions. What was the biggest surprise to both of you throughout this process and, and writing about this topic? I always kind of like to get a little behind the scenes tidbit of you'll never believe it when first of all you can't believe like we got a day ago like 121 letters and all of them were people coming out just like you said they're saying oh my god i was at the end of my rope i was going to hang myself and in your book i got the questions and i read them to my spouse and now we're open again and we're, we're open getting rid of the scales that part 
Then the other thing, because we've done all of these podcasts, which are going magnificent. In one day, a while back, we did three in America, one in Canada, one in Ireland, and then one 10 million people in Vietnam all in a day. And, and if you'd said, well, what's going to happen? You asked me to get behind the scenes. The one in, in, in we've been twice and paid 75 grand to talk to go talk all over uh, Vietnam per talk in Ho Chi Minh and, and Hanoi. But we get, I thought, oh, no, we're not going to get anything from Vietnam. But the podcasts are listened to everywhere. So the most, a billionaire in London calls a friend of ours and says, I think you know Mark and Crystal, you've got to get me to them. And, and my day gets interrupted and the guy said, I got to do this, this, and this with you. There is no way I could have gotten to that guy if I'd called him straight away. But then he's calling us, asking us to work with him. I mean, it's, it's just beyond belief what happens once you wake up to your potential. And, and to finish this, we are now convinced that we're all in a cocoon. And if you see my book, One Minute Millionaire, I have a butterfly, our corporate symbol. And we say, look, everybody's a caterpillar. You can't look at caterpillar and predict butterfly. But we've all been in this, we'll call it a spiritual cocoon, not by choice. And we're all about to break free. And when we break three, podcasting like this are the thing that's going to give us the truth, going to give us the freedom, going to give us insight, and give us wisdom. And all we want everyone to do is ask, what is your destiny? And then go fulfill it for the benefit of everybody else, making everyone better off and no one worse off. Yeah. I mean, it seems so simple when you think about it. Oh, just ask for what you want. But then when you tackle the book, and you really dive into you know the aspects of asking and what it really encompasses you can understand why it, it is a, it can be terrifying for a lot of people to ask for what they want but it's really it's an incredible um guide and sort of really gives you just direction in terms of which direction you know you're looking for um so many great stories we didn't get to i'm just going to tease it um i love the part where you say one question can pivot your entire career. And Mark goes on to talk about how he, he was in Hicksville, New York, and the question that pivoted his entire career, I'm not gonna give it away, but it spoke to me on many levels just because I grew up not far from Hicksville <laughs> on Long Island in Melville. But it was, just, it was just interesting to sort of hear your aha moment and the journey that it led you on, Mark. Um, so the book is really chock full of all these tidbits and um, there's just so much to be learned from it. So I just wanna thank you both for your time and, and writing something like this because I've never read anything like this. And, and I, I'm someone as an interviewer I'm like, oh yeah, I know how to ask questions, but this this brought it to a whole new level. So, um, so congratulations. Will there be another one together? Perhaps another oh, yes. collaboration? Yes, we have a lot of plans and we're so excited for the world to start opening up. Grateful for podcasting because that's really keeping everyone connected, thank God, and keeping everybody hopeful and positive. But really excited for the world to open up. We're going to be doing big events and, and all kinds of things. So yeah, stay tuned. And we're, <laughs> we're obviously going to do prequels and sequels just like I did in the Chicken Soup series because yeah. The, the people are begging for it and it, it just it touches our heart and we're loving doing it and we just had yeah. absolute delight doing this interview with you no likewise i think you, you said that says it best it, it touches your heart because i think that's what people need right now so thank you both again and congratulations we really appreciate it thank thanks you. so happy if you'd like more information on the book just check out our website it's csweetbookclub.com that's c-sweetbookclub.com i'm taryn winterbrill thanks for watching we'll see you next time right here on bestseller tv via zoom like what you just heard, visit c-suiteradio.com. C-Suite Radio, turning the volume up on business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.